Suchst du einen perfekten Match? Keine Sorge, hier geht's nicht um Online-Dating, sondern um Online-Business. Perfekter Match? Shopify. Auf der Globe revolutionierenden All-in-One-Commerce-Plattform kreierst du deinen Online-Shop im Handumdrehen. Shopify deckt alle Vertriebskanäle ab. Neue Zielgruppen, mehr Möglichkeiten, einfach verkaufen. Teste Shopify kostenlos und bring deine Geschäftsidee erfolgreich in die Welt. Auf shopify.de slash podcast23. Gemacht für Deutschland. Powered by Shopify. What were you in the clink for? Or was she? She was in the clink. Yeah. She was in the clink. Yeah, she murdered our kids. Oh, you had kids? We had nine kids. Wow. Off them all. In the, in, when I say off them all, she sprayed them with off while they were sleeping. And uh, one day I said, oh, you're pests. And she took that pests off, deep woods off, right in their Literally. mouths. Wow. Poor little bastards. All wow. nine of them in one night. Shouldn't have put them in the tent. Did your wife speak English? Pardon me? Did your wife speak English? She did not. No, oh. she was Vietnamese. I see. Yeah, that was her name. What How did you know? <laughs> I see. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. Well, I like to spend the night. Oh, did you bring your sleeping yeah. bag from No, Walmart? no, I have my sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that soda? <laughs> I said you could. Oh, do you want headphones cans. or no? We call them cans. Cans? Yeah. What's this then? If oh, these are nice. cans, what's this? That is a jug. You know. No, where I come from, it's called a jug. Oh, really? Yeah. Where, where I come from, this is called headphones. Oh, that's so cute. It's weird how we're ass backwards already. Well, ask me where I come from. Where do you come from? Jugland. No way. Juglandia. Jughead. Uh,. Mm. Oh, wait, I want to hit the uh, theme music. Do you like theme music yeah, or do you get a rash? No, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else might be watching. I mean, I attract ladies and gentlemen. I know you do, but do you think there's other people, other sects of society watching you and I? Probably, but I can tell you, uh, Harlan, that I do attract ladies and gentlemen, but when they leave, they're no longer ladies and gentlemen. Oh, really? Sounds like you kind of just use them. Well, I don't know who uses who. I mean, we both use each other, and that's the way it is in life. You know, you get what you can, and they get what they can. There's that word can again. Cans, can, can, jugs, And we can do this. Jughead from Riverdale. What? Uh, Welcome to the Harland Highway. Kevin Nealon is here. Uh, Canadian. Comedian, you're not Canadian, you no. wish. But you know, people think I'm Canadian because what? I'm a comedian and I'm from Connecticut and I was yeah. on SNL. There's a lot of Canadians in that show, apparently. Yeah. So they assume that I'm Canadian and I'm very, very nice. Yeah, you are really nice. I mean, to drive all the way to Detroit to do this? I know, thank you so oh much. God. From LA to Detroit and you did it overnight and you said you slept at the Shell station? With no, I your- slept in my car. I have the self-driving car. Oh, so you slept across the whole country. Yeah. I, well, a couple of states. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and you know what? I went to bed in, um, where was it? Oh, it was in Arizona. Oh. I woke up in Nebraska. And wow. what a beautiful morning it was. Oh, wow. So, so you fell asleep in Arizona. Yeah. The, your self-driving car. Self-driving car. I woke, woke up oh, in Nebraska. To a beautiful sunset. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, oh. sunrise. Oh, sunrise. And across oh, yeah. the cornfields. And uh, there was a lot of blood on the front of my car and, oh. and like cow, like hairs. 
Yeah. So I think throughout the night I might have been hitting a few <laughs> animals in the road, but still I had a good night's sleep. God, you you can really sleep. Oh, I mean, I was out. I was out. Bad thing is I got up three times to go to the bathroom. Wow. Yeah, so I'm a little roughed up from that, but uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was wow. Good. Did what, did you ever have a scenario where there was like a scarecrow sticking out of the sunroof? Or well, it's funny you should say that. Oh God. Because I had um, two scarecrows in the trunk. Oh. But they were there when I left because I brought those with me. <laughs> okay. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be in a Walmart parking lot because a lot of times there's crows that, you know, they're always yeah. landing and eating French fries. or And so you don't want crows around your vehicle. So you whip out a few scarecrows. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. But the thing is, the uh, scarecrows only scare crows. Yeah. They don't scare other types of birds. Like we had some uh, pelicans okay. following us because we were driving along the ocean. Wow. Uh, which is maybe not the best route to get to Detroit, but man, I like to take in the whole country. And uh, so I had some uh, scare penguins in the back as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Black and white? If you want them black and white, they got yeah. all, they got all yeah. kinds of colors. Yeah. But um, I will tell you this. Oh, um, here we go. Yeah, I am. Wow. Uh, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> when somebody says, I'll tell you this. Oh, here it's it bad. comes. No, I just, what is it? Here's what it's even worse. Can I see you for a second? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. You're either going to get fired oh. or you're going to get canceled. Yeah. Who said that to you, though? Oh, well, actually, the scarecrow said that to me. Whoa, I got to take a break. We'll be right back. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm here now. Yeah. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And um, I love it that you're here. You know why? Uh, and it could be a bit dangerous. Because we're both Scorpios. You're the 18th you and I'm the 14th. Are you really? Yeah. I don't I don't even go in for all that stuff. I don't I, really believe it. I no. know, but I feel like I feel like a dangerous energy in the room between us right now in the studio. Like, I feel electricity. Uh, all kidding aside, Harlan. Yeah. Um, when you tell a woman that you're Scorpio, they go, ooh, and right. they cross with their fingers. No, no, everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone has an adverse reaction to scorpions. Even Scorpios do. Yeah, they're like, ooh, you go, what's your... Wait, I got to do a girl's voice. What's your sign? Scorpio. Ah! Ah! Yeah. It's Where are you going? Where are you going? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I and, know. And what I also hate is that we're scorpions, but we're a water sign. Now, Scorpios, right? scorpions live in the desert, bro, Safiosh. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do. Have There's you ever, no water in the desert. So why know? are we a water sign? Shouldn't we be a sand sign? You know what? It goes back. It goes back um, decades. I get so mad. I understand. But we're similar in the way that we're scorpions. And this could be the good side of this podcast. We're Scorpios. We both are writers. We both do comedy. We're both actors. And we've both been on Saturday Night Live. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're an actor? Well, I try. You know what you th you're leaving out is you're a great photographer. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I size it up. Um, I see the, the old camera laying around. These cameras, mm -hmm. I mean, these videos are amazing that you're taking. And each camera is identical. Yeah. And they're probably good Sonys. Yeah, they're Maybe great. that one's uh, smaller unless it's further away from me. Uh, no, uh, yeah, well, that's the Salvador Dali edition. It, it gives yeah. you a strange perspective. Yeah, you got it all covered. You got a, a master shot, and you got singles on both of us. Yeah, the one for you, I don't know if we'll keep it, but yeah, what, I, I like the background. Though. I like the pink yeah. sky. Yeah, it's really nice. It's like pink popcorn. 
My uh, my wife, who's uh, a large woman, I had to get headshots done. Do you know this uh, photographer Ansel Adams? Yeah, he did her headshots. Wow. Yeah, that's landscape right there. What do you call my wife? Her head is it like a landscape? Does she have like she's, trees on her head and stuff? She's mountains? just large. Oh, she's, she's large. She's got the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. My wife. Uh, I took some pictures of my wife. Oh God! My new camera. Yeah, she, she'd rather have me do it than some creepy photographer because <laughs> she knows I'm not trying to sleep with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> she does. She knows that. So I got some good shots of that. Wow! Can we jump right into your book, though? Let's I mean, jump into it. Kevin wrote a book, and can I can I read a few words from your sure, book, Sure, man? Sure. I mean, I would. I would Let me show what it looks like. Yeah. first. Yeah, oh. that's the book. I exaggerate mm-hmm. my brushes with fame. I've drawn a lot of celebrities, a lot yeah. of them my friends, uh, caricatures actually. Yeah, caricatures. And next to it is a little anecdote, a little story about that person. I'm just gonna pick a random just page random and, and read a few yeah. words from your book. All right, um, from. That's one word. Um, countless. Yeah. Dude. Fellow. Are you kidding me, oh. guy? It's all good. All good words. I mean, folks, go out and get this thing, like, immediately. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think if you, if you read chapter 5, verse 3 by Paul, you'll see that... Um, there are some really interesting things. Oh, here's growing up. Yeah. Dude. Did you read the whole book already? <laughs> I think I read enough to get the feel for it. Amen. What I'd like to do for real, though, is we're both writers. I want to really read something from your book. We'll pick a random page. Okay. And then what we'll do is you'll read... A sentence from my book. Is that your book? This is my book. Are all the pages full of writing? or <laughs> Most of them, yeah. Wow. But I want to see what happens. We take turns reading okay. a little. I'll, like go, I'll go first. And the, as if it could be the same book. And we'll just see what the difference is. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull open a random page and I'll read a paragraph. Okay. Oh, a whole paragraph. But I'll go first and then you. All right. My wife and I were staying at a resort in Hanau, Maui, that Gary had stayed that Gary had stayed at about a week or so before. On our first day there, we came across a black-and-white border collie that strolled around the hotel grounds. He was very friendly despite having suffered a compound fracture to his back leg, which dangled from his body. Yeah, it's true. Tell me about that guy. Well, life is the thing that baby animals struggle to get up off the ground for seconds after... They're born. It's the uh, the rumble of the storm clouds and the smell of the rain in the air before it uh, it uh, even starts falling. If the spray from the ocean, uh, when the waves crash, own the shore, and it's the ants that scurry all around when something split open their their nest, sit snap sit snapped at this uh, uh, this settle in and then continued. Life's the constant moving of the ocean, the shifting of the sands, and the best of the bird's wings, the heartbreak of a baby. And I hope that explains wow. uh, what, what I meant by the leg dangling. Wow. So something from my book was able to explain what was in your book. Well, it was more of a continuation. What's that mean? It's a continu- continuation. 
but it's pronounced contuination. Um, Isn't that like a coffee? Like no, it's, a, it's an old Native American uh, um, organization. Oh, nation. Oh, oh, nation. Yeah, yeah. But these are. This is. I didn't know you had written a book, Crave, and it's quite frightening. The, yeah, uh, it's a th- that the is selfie tr- you took is amazing. Well, that's when I. Some <laughs> people get morning breath. I get morning body. So I know what you're doing here. You have yeah. to bring my book in so you could show your book again. When did this yeah. come out? Yeah. Uh, that came out uh, probably like half a year ago. That's not long ago yeah. for a book. And this picture, you look like an author on the back. You really do look like a, a Norman Mailer or Wait, something. Wait, have you got a picture on? You don't have a picture of you on the back. Well, open it up and turn a few pages in, in the back. In the back? Yeah. Okay. Yellow. Yellow, how are you? Wait. Keep going, keep going. Take another page. Oh, there it is. Oh, There's wow. my picture. Oh, dude. You're such a great artist. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, guy. Yeah. So this book is about about your caricature drawings and your relationships with all your Hollywood friends. Some of the people in there, yeah. Or my musings about the people I don't know. But you know what happened, and somebody mentioned this, is um, it sort of became a memoir. It did. How, How so? Well, because I talk about the different people in there. I talk about first arriving in L.A., yeah, and uh, seeing Robin Williams, and then going to the Improv in one afternoon just to see the club, and Bud Freeman was there, and he brought me in, and then how I would, you know, go to these open mic nights, and then how I got to meet Andy Kaufman, and um, you know, Robin Williams, yeah, and, and then I got on SNL with the help of Dana Carvey, he recommended yeah. me, and his pictures in there, and Lauren Michaels' picture. So in that respect, yeah, yeah, it became a memoir. Wow, and you know, I, I gotta say, because I'm an artist too, and caricatures are really tough for me. Like, I, you're an artist. Yeah, I I draw, I write, and illustrate you're very children's creative. books. You yeah, do? yeah. But you're like a, a photographer, and I didn't know this side of you. I thought you were just kind of like some hayseed coming in from yeah, <laughs> Nebraska, yeah. Or Kansas. That's um, strong words coming from a guy with two <laughs> scarecrows in his car. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but that's no. impressive. I didn't know you were so. Um, well, talented. that's why I said off the beginning, we're very similar. We're yeah. artists, we're, we're, we're uh, actors, we're comedians. We've both been on SNL. Do you play, uh, do you play an instrument? Uh, I sing. I have a band. I, do you I, really? I sing. I, I, I can play. I can improvise, but I... I what I, kind I, of music do you play? So my cousin's in a band called the Bare Naked Ladies. No. Really? And so we grew up doing music together. We were on SNL when we were there. Yeah. And uh, and so we have a hobby band called The Cousins. And I do all the singing and write the songs. Oh, it's original songs? Mm-hmm. And he, he does all the music. He composes all the music. Wow. But you have a band, too. Are you me? <laughs> um, no, I don't have a band. Who are me? I mean, we. I don't have you, a band. I used to be in bands. That's what I mean. Yeah, garage bands. Really? Yeah. I was at a garage sale once. I didn't see you. You probably saw the guitar I was, had for sale. Oh. The hard part is you got to find somebody's garage where there's not cars parked in there. Yeah. Same for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I want to get back to this because... Okay, you don't have to yell. I know, but I get animated. I get excited. You do. You do. Like, it's not easy. The, the, I know from being an artist, like, capturing the essence of someone, like, their face, and, and uh, like, caricature drawing is not easy, man. It's and, not. And you are, um, I didn't know this about you. You are like immaculate at it. There's, can I show the one of Dana? Yeah. Look at Dana. Dana Carvey. 
Yeah, I mean, these are really, like, excellently done. What what medium do you use? Um, it's called multi-layer, multi, uh, multi I think it's called. So it's, um, it's uh, sketching yeah. a pencil or a pen. Yeah. And then going to um, tablet, computer, and then it's going to paint. Wait, how does it go from... Are you painting on the tablet, you mean? No, no, I paint after the tablet. I print out the pictures and then I paint. Really? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy process. You know, I didn't start doing this until pretty much the pandemic, a little bit before the pandemic. Wait, you just found this ability? No, no, I've always done it. I've always yeah. sketched people, like, but I never like colored them or finished them. You know, it's just a really quick, like a three-minute kind of a sketch of somebody. Yeah. And people, you know, I do it in the clubs and I'd sketch one of the comics and they'd see it and they'd say, can I have this? Can I sign yeah. it, you know? Because apparently they knew I would become a famous artist one day. Well, let's not push it, guy. <laughs> well, I will tell you that uh, it's something that I love doing aside from stand-up because it's just like I had my first gallery showing in Brentwood. Where? Well, I don't Brentwood. Know. It's still there. Did. It's still there. It's still there. For there? another week or two, yeah, at the um, Choice Contemporary on Barrington. But um, so I had an opening there, and it was really, I felt vulnerable because here they are hanging in my very enlarged paintings like 40 yeah. by 50 inches whoa and there's like you know 15 of them 18 of them in there and people yeah. are coming in and they're looking at it and they're looking close at it i'm thinking don't look too close Do yeah not look too close why what are you afraid of you think they'll um, see a blemish or a, 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 a line that's out of place no i use lime when i paint oh and lime is very deadly if you get too close <laughs> yeah you it'll don't. burn your eyes right out of the socket you're the only artist people look at your work and they get lime disease yeah yeah but look at, look at, I mean, your mastery of shading and tone and, and value, color. Value. Yeah, like it's, I'm telling you, man. Do you paint? I paint. You do? I studied animation in college. Really? So I'm very in tune with this. I'm not even having you on. The, 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 these are really done well. I've been surrounded by incredible artists my whole life. And just, these are, these are really done well, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Let me show you a couple of my favorites. Okay, please. Gary Shanley, we all know him. Oh, God, yeah. Gary Shanley. So some of these I have that are my, people ask me, who, what are your favorites? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have some that are my favorites because of the story that goes with it. Yeah. Um, Eddie, here's Eddie Vedder. Oh, yeah. That's Eddie Vedder. Pearl Jam, right? Yeah, Pearl Jam. Wow. He used to come to my shows at the Improv in San Diego after he was surfing. This was before Pearl Jam. Yeah, he'd say he'd come all day, he'd go surfing all day, and then he'd come to my uh, show because he was wow. a fan. But then I found out later he actually was dating a server that. Uh, oh, no, that yeah. you were. Uh, she dating? just happened to work at the. Uh, Wait, why was that? Why is that bad? You seem like. Oh, it's still great that he came. Freddie Mercury. Oh, God. Right. Look, see, just. The key to good caricature is knowing where to f accentuate, like, the physical parts. Yeah, yeah. And oh. you, you, like, you, you're a master at it, man. For a guy who says he hasn't been, like, doing it seriously his whole life. It's, this is a fun one. It's some of the best I've seen. That's Howard amazing. Oh. But yeah. thank you. I mean, I really, uh, it's really nice coming from you, who is also an artist. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because I, when I did this... Uh, opening it's yeah. still at the gallery for another couple yeah. of weeks people would come in and they'd ask me a lot of questions about different technique and i knew i said are you an artist they said yeah i'm an artist so i'd like to come in yeah. this is my uh my favorite one wait what is that more cowbell oh yeah christopher walker <laughs> that's amazing 
So what what would one of these sell for? Like one of your caricatures? What, what do they sell yeah. for? Yeah. Um, well, with the big oh, ones. Oh man, that's incredible, dude. He fetches uh, sixty five hundred. Does he? Yeah. In fact, they all fetch sixty five hundred. But they're on big canvases. You know, they're on big canvases like the size of that picture behind you. Maybe a little smaller. So the original is sixty five hundred. Yeah. And are you making prints? I would. I do. I don't have prints now, but I'm. I'm no, I meant. Did you do a caricature of prints? Oh yeah, I do have prints. No, I'm. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Biden. Biden. Yeah. No, no. You're right. It is Biden. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you got me on that one, man. But you know, when I was doing these, I thought yeah. some would be more popular than others. Yeah. And some of them, people don't even really care about. Oh, is that the girl from the King's uh, Reich or whatever it's, the, it's called? Um, the, the chess girl. It's the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name again? Her name is Anna Taylor. Oh, no, it's Anya. Anya. Yeah. And these aren't scenarios where you have people posing. You just go off a photograph or Anya something, Anya Taylor-Joy. Right? No, thanks. I'm That's busy. Um, well, I had, um, well, I actually had Joaquin Phoenix pose for this one. Uh, really? I have the costume still. No. So I had him pose for that. What? Come on, guy. I kept that pose for eight hours. Wow. You ever That's do a, a nude caricature? No, but I have uh, what comes with a book is a nude body you could put under them just to see what they would look like. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of this book. Um, are you? If you're doing a second edition, I'd be up for doing a, your first nudie. Would you? What's Is that? Oh, my God. Jewel, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston yeah. used to be a hostess at a... Um, a hamburger joint around the corner from my house in New York when I was yeah. on S when we were on SNL. Yeah. And I didn't know who she, she was just a young, cute girl. I would go in there a lot just to look at her. And she was always flirting with the uh, with the waiters. And then ten years later I'm doing a sketch show out here. I'm a guest on a, a sketch show and she's in it. And I say, Oh my God, I used to you used to host that hostess at this restaurant, yeah. right? She goes, Yeah. I said, I used to come in there a lot and kind of just watch you and you know, sit there and you were always flirting. She goes, I know, you've told me this story four times. Oh, wow. Was she creeped? Um, no, she wasn't. Well, it sounds a little... I'm feeling a bit she creeped. She respected my values and my... Oh, Tom my Petty. Yeah, Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Did you ever meet him? I did. And how did that go? It was great. You know, Come he on, was... Talk he was, to me. He was on Gary Shandling's show, the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. And so he knew Gary, and Gary would have basketball games every Sunday at his house. You're a shooter. I'm a shooter. You used to play football. That's right, I did. God. college football so he comes because he's friends with gary from doing an episode and yeah. he's not coming to play he's coming to watch and smoke on the sidelines and he yeah. would have a cigarette lit while the first one was lit he had them ready to go oh. and he crossed his legs his thin his legs were so flexible and thin it's almost like a braid you can see he went around a couple of times oh like a flamingo's legs yes yes <sighs> You know who used to do that too? Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield. Did he, he really? I remember sitting with him once at his house and he had a like a, an empty pill bottle full of really thin joints. And he would let one go out. And as it was going out, he'd light the next one. And I was like, Rodney, stop. How did like, you know Rodney? Rodney, I did Rodney's last movie back by midnight. And he phoned me up one day out of the blue when they're, you know, when the movie was finished. He goes, hey, Holland, man, you, you stole the whole movie. I love you. And he started inviting me over to his house and sitting down with him. And he, he told me he wanted me to write um, uh, Caddyshack 3 with him. 
Like it was really like in the later years of his life, he just really liked me and we hung out and that's amazing. It was pretty strange. What yeah. was the name of the movie? Uh Back by Midnight. It was his last it was his last movie, his second last or last movie. It was uh yeah, it was it was really kind of sad that it was his last movie. I wish I'd worked with him. Like I worked with him doing stand up earlier on, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, I, I did a movie with him that may have been his last. It was Little Nicky. Um oh. I don't know what year that came out, but uh, I played Tidhead, the gatekeeper of hell. So I had these two breasts oh. on my head that looked so real. They put water balloons in them, so they were jiggling. Wow. And uh, Rodney's character wanted to have sex with my head in the movie. Wow. And everybody loved these breasts. People got in line. The crew wanted to feel them. And a lot of times I'd be talking to them, and they, I would have to say to them, excuse me, my eyes are down here, okay? Yeah. You know, so. if you took that hat off right now, I think I'd want to have sex with your head right now. Man. You can go through the hat. I can? Yeah. Is a glory hole? Yeah. I had a glory hole lift, so it brought it up to oh, my head. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, not to tell you what to do, you're the artist guy, but Rodney would be a great addition to your book because that face with his bulgy, bulgy eyes, he'd almost yeah. look like Garfield the cat. But what I want to do is, well, this is, I'm still learning this whole art. And, dude, uh, you are know, you joking? There's people on airplanes. I sketch people on airplanes when they're sleeping. I'm telling you. one of my favorites right there. Why um, is that your favorite? Because I like the way it looks, and I like uh, the guy looking out the window and the two women sleeping. Yeah. You know, and it, there's a story there, but you have well, to really make one up or read a storybook next to it. Yeah. Uh, I think that these are just my initial kind of uh, caricatures, and yeah. I think I'm going to make it even more caricature-y the next time, really exaggerate it. So go even crazier. Go even more, because, you know, I had some artist friends, they tell me, what you want to do is draw a caricature yeah. of someone, and then do a caricature of your caricature, and that'll yeah. really bring it out. Because these are borderline, like, like portraits. I mean, they're, like, some of them are more exaggerated yeah. than yeah. others. Yeah. But what a talent you have, man. It's It's like... Thanks, quite, guy. I'm quite blown away by it. Thanks, guy. It's oh, you're welcome, guy. I, f I just want to circle back to something because you, you glazed over it sure. like really fast. I said I would be willing to be your first nude caricature if you wanted to arrange that, set that up. I would lay on a leopard skin or a seal. Yeah. I could lay on the back of a, a truck. I well, mean, first of all, we didn't skim over it. I said I would like that. Yeah, and but it's real the fast. It you was like the it's almost like so fast. I almost didn't hear it. So, I, can we talk about that? Like, what's the setup? What do we do? How, what do I? What do you need from me? Well, it's all about lighting. I mean, you know that. Well, I, I've never done a nude, and if you're going to be drawing mm -hmm. me, what? I don't like to call it nude. What I like okay. to call it sexy, sexy naked. Okay, because nude seems to be a little more, um, you know, um, crass. Yeah. But it, isn't this about making me comfortable? I mean, I'm going to be the... You're going to be comfortable, believe me. What? We're going we're gonna to drug you up a little bit uh, so you have no nerves at all, you know, feelings. So it's on yeah. a hill? No. Well, no why are you going to drag okay. me up? I said drug you up. Well, drug is the, the past tense of drag. All right, I'm going to tell you this once. I'm going to tell you only one time. Well, can I Pay hear attention. it again? What? Pay attention. You did it twice. Pay attention. That's three. You're not paying attention. That's four, guy. No, I made it a negative. So that was a backward twist flip? That's white guy. <sighs> You're good, bro. Yeah. So tell me about yourself. 
Well, when I was wait, when I was seven, I was an altar boy, and were I know you, really? you were an altar boy. No, I wasn't an altar boy. You, well, you seem like you were an altar boy. No, I would never Irish Catholic. You can tell me. I'm Irish Catholic. Well, but you, you were an altar. If anyone was an altar boy, it was you, guy. What was your experience as an altar boy? Well, I was sort of in a, in a gang. I was in an altar boy gang. We had were the you really. Well, yeah, I was in a. I don't know why you're smiling. I was in a red and white, uh, you know, the robe. That was your colors? That was the colors. And then we'd go out uh, right after Mass, me and the seven other guys. We'd run out. The priest had a lowrider behind the church at St. Timothy's, Father Perus. And uh, we'd put the top down, and we'd head downtown, and we'd do drive-bys. And uh, not, not, not with a single shoot. I used a machine gun. Really? And I'd be hanging out that, that low rider, and the music would be playing. We'd have Snoop Dogg going. Me? I'm not kidding. Wait, you're shooting like holy water? No, we're sh- I'm shooting bullets. Really holy bull- water is bullets. for losers, yeah. And I, my crucifix is like flying in the wind, and I'm just like... And I'm mowing people down on the Lord's Day. That's not very loud for a gun. Excuse me. Still not loud. Well, still not you loud. know, it's a recreation, guy. Oh, that's a recreation. Yeah. I'm huh. sorry. And I, thought, I thought you were doing the drive-by right there. Well, you know, God did recreations. He did. It took him seven days. And then he had to redo it. <laughs> yeah, he had to reload. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was, in a, I was in a choir boy gang. So you never, or a, a, an altar, altar boy, boy gang. gang. Those, and you were going against the choir boy gangs on the yeah, other side of yeah, town. Yeah, they were on the other side. Man, oh, man. What were their colors? They were uh, navy blue yes. with a splash of hazelnut. Yes. Kind of like what you're wearing right now, guy. Were you afraid of them? Uh, not really. When you got a loaded machine gun and you're, in a, you're rolling along at 60 MPH in a low rider with a priest at the wheel, nothing scares you then. Not even the Vienna Boys Choir? No. Uh, Satan could pull down his pants and flash his red eye and we'd still keep going. I know. Wow. That's what we said. Wow. Yeah. Do you pray? Uh, yeah. For yeah. what? I pray for whatever I need, you know? You're more of a needy prayer. Yeah. I think, I think prayer is good when, when you get into a, a spot when you, you're feeling desolate. Like, like, like you really want something like a car or, um, you know, a new bed or a camera, you pray. I, more more for, for soulful things. Like, uh, you know, pray for, for happiness, for peace, for friends. Why not just get a book on Buddhism? Uh, I prayed for a book on Buddhism once, and it never showed up. So, <laughs> Buddhas, man, those Buddhas—they don't really come through. <laughs> Excuse me. Was that you? Yeah. Okay. A burp. Yeah. Oh man, that was a good one. <laughs> You're good at that. Um. So when I was on SNL, yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was in the studio. I right. I was in the SNL studio once, but when you were on SNL. Was there ever a character, Kev, that never got realized that you, you in your heart went, you, you know, Hans and Franz and all the characters that came to life and became iconic. Was there one that you developed and you were just like, I know this one will take off and, and it, they never let you or somehow it didn't get through the process? Well, there is a character. Good question, guy. Yeah. There nice is a guy. character. Uh, <laughs> That I had brought there, and everybody loved it. The writers loved it. Yeah, what Al was Franken it? Franken still loves it to this day. Yeah. A, I forget what the name of him was, yeah. but he was based on a, a, a comic writer out here. Okay. And he used to be a stockbroker. Okay. And he became he a fucked comic. cows? Uh, yeah, probably. 
And uh, now I can't tell you his name. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you know, he no, he did none of that, but he was a very good comedy writer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a stand-up, too, but he was a better comedy writer. Okay. <clears throat> and his name is Barry Martyr. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he's done a lot of writing for Seinfeld. But we used to hang out at the improv, and uh, we'd be out in the bar area, and he'd come up to me, and he had all these little sayings like, oh, let's go shopping for swimwear. Let's go shopping for underwear. You and me. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. You know. And uh, he would tell you a joke like, uh, you know, um, Hitler's pretty much ruined his name uh, for everybody. You never hear the thing. It's Hitler's for steaks. That's funny, right? You like that. You like me, right? That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's funny, right? <laughs> It's the guy who's always kind of insecure. He yeah. needs to know that he's funny. You like me, right? I'm funny. You like me, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So to this day, the writers still see me and they go, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Right? What, why was it? Why didn't that character get through? I mean, it feels like perfect fodder for the SNL like arena. I don't know. It might be just more of a funnier idea. Did you ever push it? Did you ever develop it? Oh, I so. wrote a script for I wrote a, a sketch. Okay. It read through, but it didn't really. It didn't resonate. But it's one of those things that stays with people for a long time, even though it didn't get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a lot of sketches where I couldn't get another one on, like Mr. No Depth Perception, a guy who has yeah. no, no idea of the perception, how yeah. close people are, so he's really talking too loud and yeah. badly about somebody or whatever. So yeah. I wrote like a sequel to that, and it didn't get on. Why? I don't know. <sighs> but that... listen, I think there was a... Uh, Somebody did, oh, maybe there's a, a night at a club where they read all the pilots that never made it that got turned down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. remember I think Bob Odenkirk was doing that for yeah, a while where, they, where they'd show, they had like a, a screening of all the pilots that got made but never made it to air. Yeah. There's got to be trillions of them. Did you shoot a bunch in your time, pilots? That yeah, never... one pilot that never got on. But I had everything I, I shot. I mean, I had I was on maybe three sitcoms, and they were all highly touted, and yeah. they never went anywhere because people, there, too many chefs came into the kitchen. Like what were they? Right. Uh, well, one was uh, came right after I left SNL. It was yeah. called Champs. It was the first pilot that DreamWorks produced. You know, Spielberg okay. and yeah, Katzenberg. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Katzy. Yeah, Katzy. And that was with. Uh, uh, Ed Marinero and Timothy Busfield and me and some others and uh, great, oh, I great. I love uh, Ed Marinero. Great cast, delicious. Another one I did was called um, uh, Hiller and Diller, and that was with <laughs> Eugene Levy and Richard Lewis and me. And that didn't go. And that was all highly touted too. Prime time. It went. It Wait, went, it was it, on the air. It went. Yeah, it went for like eight episodes or whatever, and wow. then they, they pulled it. And then most recently it was the most, most successful one with Matt LeBlanc called Man with a Plan. Yeah. And that was on for four years on CBS. And then the pandemic hit and it went away. But four years, that's a huge run. It is good. It is good, man. It's weird when that happens. I did a sitcom with Gina Davis yeah. like years back called The Gina Davis Show where I played her sidekick. Really? And that, oh, uh, uh, do you need a nap? No, no, that was Lockjaw. Oh, my and God. Sometimes it tries to lock and I have to go. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry I, I startled you with that. Yeah, it was like one of the biggest yawns I've ever seen oh, no, in my no, life. Oh, no, no, it's not even close to it. You haven't seen me yawn. Wow. It's almost like a glory hole. Oh, you haven't seen my glory hole. <laughs> well, take the hat off, guy. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, this, this sitcom with Gina Davis, and it's like, it's Gina Davis. It was one of the highest-rated sitcoms of is that, that year. Yeah, this is real. 
and they uh, they canceled it. Everyone was like second season, and it's weird. You like you, you can't understand why they get rid of stuff. You've it's, been in some really fun movies, though. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones were you in? Tell me, because I know I've seen you in some. Well, I mostly don't know dramas. If, I don't know if that's for you. I don't. I don't know if my movies are for you, guy. What? Just give me the description. Tell me the title of one. I'll let you know if I saw it. Uh, was you, were you? You weren't in Deliverance, right? Deliverance. I. I was smoking wh- the bandits. That's what I'm thinking. Well, that too. Deliverance. Yeah, I was in Smokey and the Bandit, and then Deliverance. I was. It's one my first movie. I was the kid with the banjo. I was a kid. I was. Wow, Lockjaw. Yeah. You know, you get Lockjaw, right? Yeah. Like a, like from a rusty, did you? Oh, man. I cut myself on rusty can tops all the time because I collect rusty can tops. <laughs> you do? I do. I have like, oh, oh, let's see. Wow. I have like 753. Wow. Last count. And they're wow. getting rustier and rustier. I leave them outside. Where do you get them, guys? Oh, you know where I get them off of cans. Oh, wow. Like There's that word again. Sometimes I'll go to the supermarket and I'll buy a can just to take the top off. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back back uh, home and put it out there and let it rust. Do you ever go to the supermarket and just take your top off? I'm telling you what. People love that. They are absolutely <laughs> Speaking that. of supermarkets, and everyone knows this, you're a major, major... Vi- close the book. You're not... No. No. no I'm not, just spinning it. Oh, I locked you You're not else, getting man. away from this. You, you, everyone knows this. You're a major vegetarian. Go. Tell, <laughs> go. Come on. You mean leave? No, just... <laughs> let's hear it, guy. Well, first of all, you're wrong about that. You're. A, I thought you were a vegetarian. No, not everybody knows. <laughs> no, I'm not a vegetarian. I was one for maybe 38 years. I don't say one, but yeah. I, that's the, the the way my diet was. I would just I wouldn't eat meat or poultry, or wow. fish or fish. But since then, I've become a pescatarian in the last 16 years. Oh, so you're Polish? No, pescatarian. Isn't that Polish? Uh, let me check with the, with the judges. Polish pescatarian? No, no, nothing. What did they say? Nothing. It's not Polish. Well, it sounds Polish to me. Pesca. Pesca. Pescatarian? No, not even close. Wait, what, what knocked your sweet ass out of vegetarian land? Harlan, good question. Yeah. Very, very good I question. Know. Yeah, I know. You don't well, have to let me explain that to you. Affirm that to I, me. I know met my wife question. and... Oh, she, she was made of meat? No, she got pregnant. Oh. Not by me. Not by me. Okay. And uh, during her pregnancy, oh, here and we she go. was also a vegetarian. Here we go. Because I didn't convince her to be one, but she saw the way I was eating. Oh, God. And she loved that. So she became a pescatarian. She's from Nashville. You know, she became a oh, vegetarian. Wow. Okay. So, so we're both vegetarians yeah. for a while, and then she gets pregnant. Okay. And she's craving fish, salmon wow. specifically. She says, I would want to just swim in the ocean with my mouth open and just catch fish. So she had a real craving for it. So she started eating salmon. And that was the last thing I ate before I became a vegetarian. And in my head, I'm like longing for it. So I started uh, salmon too. And so we both became pescatarians. And after 38 years, and be honest for once, after 38 years of grazing in the front yard, eating leaves, I mean, did you... I would hate to have been in school with you because we would have been getting in trouble all the time. And you would have been the instigator. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but be honest, guy. I'm always honest. I, I don't know. Have to be You've honest. got an honest face. It is so honest, man. I will tell you flat out. I got nothing to hide. I know. When you're, you're you've got the most honest face when you lie. 
Now, when you went from 38 years of eating lettuce and cabbage. No lettuce. Rhubarb, no lettuce. Well, it's, no my, rhubarb. it's my podcast. All right. Lettuce. Lettuce and rhubarb. Um, when you had that first salmon. Do you have narcolepsy? Oh, my God. Are you, what time is it? Are you okay, What guy? time is it? You're, not, you're nodding and yawning. Do you, I got a Walmart you sleeping bag. I'm now, hiding my smile behind the, behind the mic so you can't see. That's what I'm saying. We go to school together. You are a wild. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> After 38 years of vegetarianism, you eat that first piece of meat or salmon, as you call it, or salmon. Do you puke? Because you, you haven't had the meat in your system. It's your first time. What happened? Go. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Dude. No, no. I, I lay back and I have a big smile on my face. And I'm rubbing my belly. But the, no. The human body. No, no, no. If you, I had it before I was a vegetarian. Yeah, so but. The body had already accepted it and processed it. I still had salmon in my oh. stool by the time I started eating it again. <laughs> After 38 years? Yeah. What are you, a grizzly bear? <laughs> God. I just don't really, I don't, um, I don't, uh, I don't vacate my bowels that much. And can we not call poo stool? Well, mine is a stool. You can sit on it. That's how big That's it is. That's how big it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's you've got like a home log cabin stool. You could say that. Have you ever featured your furniture at Ikea? My I have furniture there your, now. Your stool. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put it together down there, though. <laughs> oh, Let's God. recap. Okay. I don't have a the cap, book, but you do. The book. Yeah. Um, lighting, cameras, art. Right? Yeah. What else? Uh, reading each other's books. I'd Caricature. Like to, can I read another little passage sure. from your book? Sure. Wait, where's my glasses? Here they are. Let me get you one. Oh, you're going to pick one. Okay. I'm pick one so you could read it. Ain't well, the other one was real. The other one? Real. You just got to start from the a beginning sometimes. Okay. This is Chris Farley. Oh, wow. Okay. Just And this is to whet everyone's appetite. Where can they get this book, by the way? You can't get this book. Oh, this is yours. You That's just wrote one for I yourself. Published. Yeah, just the oh, one. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So I should read the whole thing. But if there are other copies out there, they can mm -hmm. get them wherever fantastic books are sold. You've got your Barnes & Nobles. You've got your Amazon. It's also an audible book, by the way. I know you're going to laugh at that, but it is audible. I thought you were a vegetarian. Finish. Let me finish. Okay. And they could find the pictures on the PDFs or PFDs. Oh, so uh, you've, and the audible. Yeah, you said it wrong. But I am right. a vegetarian. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, well, you just said you're an audible. audible. Lorne Michaels scouted Chris Farley when he was a member of the famed oh, yeah. Second yes. City. I'm trying to yes. read. No, I'm just enjoying. Well, it you're, it's mumbling and it's interfering. No, no, it's, I'm, I'm just agreeing. Well, yes. Okay, go ahead. Lorne Michaels yes. scouted Chris. This isn't. Now you're making it sound sexual. Oh, okay. Well, it just uh, sounded like you were doing dirty talk. I know, I know. I was just enjoying it. Lauren <laughs> Michaels scouted Chris Farley when he was a member of the famed Second City improv troupe in Chicago. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. Chris and I worked on Saturday Night Live for five years where I saw his talent as truly gifted comedian. Wow. He was the only person who came close to getting me to break character during my nine years on SNL. 
All right, can I, everyone in the world, and I'm not knocking Farley, but why does everyone in every interview go, oh, Chris Farley's the funniest guy that ever lived? And he's, why is that? I mean, I thought he was funny, but he, everyone has just this huge reaction to the guy. Am I the only one that? You are actually the only one. What is, what is it? It's what? called jealousy. No. <laughs> what, no, what, I understand what you're saying. People. Like everyone, every every guy from SNL, Sandler, everyone, everywhere you go is, oh, Farley, Farley. Well, he I'm was like, unique. He was a character. He wanted to be like Belushi, John Belushi. And he turned out that he was. He got into drugs and he, you know, he died at the same age, 33. But was he that mega monolithic or are you just writing a narrative? Well, I will tell you what he was. He, 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 was Chris, he was the Chris Farley we all knew. He was big. He, you know, he was... Um, he was just—he was just willing to do anything for a laugh, and people kind of like that person who is like almost embarrassing that'll do anything. Yeah. Here's a guy that people love, Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah, Norm Macdonald. Norm. Norm was Canadian. Well, Norm was one of my best friends. Was he really? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm gonna rip out this page I'm for you and serial. give it to you. I was actually gonna ask you about Norm. Okay. Well, now you're asking me about him. Yeah, t- Norm, tell me. Tell Norm me. had no college education or high school education. Did you know that? I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if that's true. Well, you better save your believing and non-believing for the further uh, story here. He was book smart. He read tons of books. How long did you know him? Uh, I mean, I knew Norm since I was 25. And you're 49? No, that's we don't. You don't need to know that because I know you're probably right. going to do a online search. So you can fact check all this, but from what I was told, yeah. But he's book smart, and he could talk about any kind of topic. Also, very unreliable, as you may know. Yeah, you couldn't depend on him for anything. Uh, you could depend on him for laughter. Not always. Not always. Not always. Because sometimes his attempt at a joke was offensive and undermining. He was okay. very, he was very um, what do they call it when you're um, argumentative? Combative. combative? Yeah, combative. He was combative with you? No, with you. You know, me and Norm, people don't know this, but when me and Norm started together doing comedy in Toronto. You guys were a duo? Well, we broke up and then we... No, we weren't a duo, but we, we started in, in the, the same, same club. Club, yeah. Uh, club Seal. Is it the castle? Uh, it was yeah. a place in Toronto, and um, Norm, in the early years, not a lot of people knew this, had, had stomach cancer. And so me and him were best buddies in those early years, and we used to... <laughs> we used to... Are you laughing at the cancer part, or...? I'm laughing... Maybe. <laughs> it was the funny kind. Yeah, the funny stomach. Um, but but I remember... He had belly cancer. He had belly cancer. And Norm... Oh, you know, this is a serious thing. We shouldn't even joke about this. No, you have to, because no, that's what Norm would oh, want. Oh, Norm would he, want it. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. But Norm, when we were up there, he used to tell me, he goes, I want to be on Saturday Night Live one day. And me and him, and I found an old church and rented the basement... And we would go in there, me and Norm would go down in this room by ourselves 
and do sketches together. <laughs> we even made signs. I, I, we did this one sketch where we were sports uh, broadcasters calling the color to baseball games. And so I painted a big mural of the Major League Baseball thing. And we'd sit at this thing and be, okay, over to you, Norm. And we'd do these sketches, wow. but to nobody. I had no idea that you were yeah. uh, buddies with him like that. Oh, we were very close. Well, can I, we just I go back a little bit now? Norm we knew really he well. had, You knew him well. Yeah. He had cancer for nine years, kept it quiet. Do you think that was a, um, something from the stomach cancer earlier? I don't know what the later version of his cancer was because the, the, the stomach cancer was cured. He got through it. But um, the cancer that came back later in life, I don't know what it was. He might have had a couple of different kinds. Yeah, but um, but it was so funny because he, we would be down there doing these skits. We weren't recording them. We weren't. We just did them, and he would always say, "Goes, I want to be on Saturday Night Live one day." And I, I was such a big. You mentioned in your book, I was such a big Second City fan. Second City was more in my wheelhouse, but just when I think back, and then one day Norm was on Saturday Night Live, and it was just so cool to be there, you know, at the beginning of that dream that he had. And we were yeah. just doing these skits. We'd be down there for hours, like just two guys in a room to nobody, and we were yeah. just committed. Well, that was the thing about Norm. He yeah. just he wasn't an actor. He even said it. He says, I don't act. I'm not a good actor. You know what made me mad about Norm is he was an actor. If you look at him in, in the Larry Flint movie, he has a very small scene where he was required to be very dramatic and very serious and be a really solid actor. And yeah. he freaking nailed it. He? Like He's only in the movie for about two minutes. But I watched him do that, and I go, Norm, that's it. Like you've, he had this sort of Paul Newman esque, yeah, yeah, kind Paul of Newman-esque. intensity. And I thought Norm's shtick was the anti actor. So right, I, right. Whenever he wasn't kind of forced to be serious, he would kind of ah, hey, I'm acting. You know, he'd yeah, be that yeah. guy. But I think he had it within him to be a really good actor. And to be honest, because I knew him so well, I think he was a bit afraid of that to tap into that. Yeah, um, but he, but what you probably also know that he liked to gamble. Oh yeah, man. And we all learned not to loan him money. Yeah. And John Lovitz told me once he went to Vegas with him, mm-hmm. and he asked to borrow five hundred dollars. Yeah. She gives him five hundred. Norm goes off into the casino the next morning. Lovitz asks him, "Hey Norm, you got my five hundred dollars?" Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, you get it? Yeah, good lord." And uh, the next day, next morning, same thing. Norm, you got my five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get him. Wait, good lord, you know. And then the next day, Norm, and that went on for a couple of days. And finally, uh, the last day, John goes, Norm, when you borrow money from somebody, you got to pay him back. Yeah, you know, it's so disrespectful not to pay them back. And Norm goes, What are you complaining about? You only lost five hundred dollars. I lost five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's his way of rationalizing and thinking. Oh, I, I went to Norm. I went to Vegas the first time he ever went to Vegas. Me and Norm went to Vegas. Really? And I'll remember, I was like out fascinated with everything. The lights. And running you around, like the lights and the shiny the Sparkly stuff? things yeah, yeah. and onion rings. And and Norm sat down at the, the um, poker table at like 11 in the morning. And I remember walking past that poker table probably five or six times until like two in the morning and Norm was sitting there the whole time. And each time I went, he was just sagging a little more <laughs> like not cause he was losing, but just, he was exhausted. He just sat there. He never wanted to stop. We'd play tennis every day and he wasn't the best tennis player. And I would beat him 99% of the time. 
And as soon as we finish a game, we'd be, be in the middle of the, the day, boiling hot here in L.A., Oh, let's play again, man. <laughs> and I go, you sure? He goes, yeah, let's go. So we'd, we'd play again. I'd beat him again. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> and then when he was up in Canada, just after his, um, his stomach cancer, was, he was going through it, we'd go bowling almost every day. Wow, you guys were tight. Yeah, and Norm wanted to play. He was very competitive. Yeah, very and he, competitive. And he wanted to play. Let's play a dollar if you get a strike and 50 cents for a spare. And again, I was getting a striker spare almost every roll. And I would always, he probably beat me twice of bowling. And every time, ah, let's play again. Like he just, yeah. he couldn't stop. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He just, but. Very uh, annoying to golf with too. Was he? I never oh golfed God. with him. He, what happened? He was competitive. He wanted to bet on each hole. And then oh. also he has the, uh, he has the memory. He can remember, he knows the entire um Golf rule book. Oh, wow, yeah. And if your ball is near the fence and you want to kick it out, and, hey, you can't do that. It'll cost you yeah. a stroke, you know? And it's <laughs> like, geez, I hate golf with this guy. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're going to have a stroke. But he is I've... very competitive. Oh, super competitive. Yeah. I almost knocked his lights out. We, we, we were playing street hockey once, and this is when we were best buddies at the time, and we were in the corner going for a ball, and he just hammered me with his hockey stick right across my shins. And I just, I froze. I went, what the, f and I almost just, I almost knocked his lights out. And then I just went, wait, he's my buddy. He's just coming out of cancer. <laughs> and I stopped myself. I almost flattened the guy. What, what was the reason you stopped? <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it, man. I got, wow. I yelled at him so, I go, what did he what? say? He was just so compact. He was so, he was like, ah, right. and I was like, Norm, what the fuck? Like, I really right, lit him right, up. Yeah. And, and he was just, anyways, he was, but he was funny as all hell. And that, can hilarious. I see his picture again? Can you show yeah. me? Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get a real good look at it, but all right. I don't know if I still have it in here. Let me take a look. Oh, my God. Ants? Yeah, let me see. Uh, no, are there any drawings of your ants in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what I show is sometimes I show the evolution. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, so this was that, you know, here's Norm, like the early sketches of oh, him. Oh, yeah, wow. And then I go to the next one, and then you turn the page, and you see the next one. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I'm glad you include that. Some of them I do that for. Yeah, to show the process. Because I always thought Norm was a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. What a character. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Norm. Holy smokes. Did you was he on SNL when you were on? Or was yeah. that after? No, he was on. Um, I think the last four years I was there. So did he? I think it was you doing the weekend update, weekend update and then yeah. it was him. Then it was him. Oh, okay. Was there any kind of weird thing that that you were handing it off to him, or he was uh, taking over? Was he was taking over. I got pushed out of uh, oh. weekend update because uh, Olmeyer, the head of uh, NBC, didn't like me, and eventually he didn't like Norm. I got rid of him yeah, too. Yeah, that's you fired him right for all the OJ jokes. Yeah, but that's the thing with SNL. Yeah. You will ultimately get fired on yeah. that show yeah. because they take everything you have, all yeah. the ideas, squeeze it out of you, and then bring in new talent, yeah. really old talent. Do you feel used? No. I, I had a great time on there, nine yeah. years. And uh, oh, you know when I realized it was time for me to leave, I would be going out to do a sketch yeah. with uh, food still in my mouth from the craft service table. I was doing a sketch with, you know, picking the food around. That's how relaxed I was. 
it, when you say relaxed, you almost mean a bit like sort of over it too, yeah, right? Over Is it. that what you mean? I had friends in my dressing room. They were like a party. It's crammed in a little dressing room. Yeah. And the TV's there. Usually you're watching SNL. Yeah. They were watching something else. And they had a blender. They were making margaritas. And I could oh. almost hear them from, from the uh, studio. Wow. So I thought, you know what? You know, aside from being kind of pushed out, yeah. I thought I'm going to. And I, and I went to do a sitcom, that Champs thing, the Spielberg thing. Also a great chicken wing place down on Melrose, Champs. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I if mean, you if eat you, chicken wings. If you're not doing the sitcom anymore, maybe you could waitress down there. Since you've, you're kind that. of in the zone. I mean, Aniston's there now. Um, you've had this robust career because a lot of a lot of people have those peaks and valleys. Yeah. But Kevin Nealon, you've you've kind of cruised like consistently from SNL to sitcoms to movies. Like you've had a very successful and even keeled kind of push through Hollywood, which is tough. It's rare. Is there a philosophy that you can share or tell us about that that's behind? the way you approach it or your success, or is it just random? Go. Hold on. Go. Can you give me a count yeah. in? Three, two, one. Go. Well, it's not random. Some of it is random because you don't, you can't really control what goes on in Hollywood in this business. Right. Um, you have to really sometimes uh, expect the worst, but take, I'm not negative. But I'm I'm always kind of trying to manifest things, but you know you work in this town. A lot of it's luck. A lot of yeah. it is luck. A lot of it is also um, opportunity. But those are external forces. Is there a through line within you that kind of when you get out of bed or when you look at it, you go, "This is what Kevin does. This is what I need to do to persevere." I mean, am I subconsciously, it? I'm always thinking about that when I'm looking in the mirror. I'm thinking, this is, uh, I know what I'm doing here. This is, uh, but what, what I do sometimes um, consider, is, and I've tried this, to do my own projects and not wait for somebody else to come with their project. Yeah. And that's what Steve Martin said, too. He goes, he auditioned once, and he said, after that, I knew I'd have to write my own stuff. Really? Yeah. So ah. I'm trying to follow that. But I've written a lot of stuff, and it just didn't get made. If you write a script, that's yeah. hard. But then yeah. it's just as hard to try to sell it and get it distributed. And then to, yeah, to, you can se- and then you get them sold, and then it never goes anywhere. It's right. like we were saying, it's so frustrating. It's really difficult. Yeah. You know, when people complain, they, they come here and they think, why am I not getting anything? Why aren't yeah. I? And it's, you know, it's why a lot of people aren't getting anything. Yeah. It's not that you're not talented. It's like, look at all the talented musicians that are out there. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're playing in a pub somewhere, you know, yeah. where they should be like Billy Joel or something. <clears throat> but um, like when I first came out here, I went to Paramount. I was 26. Wow. And I auditioned for this part. And I was really green. Casting got, couch? Almost. I was hoping, but no. Five callbacks. Wow. <clears throat> and um, the was producers a- looked at each other and they said, you know what, we're not getting any closer than this. And I waited a week, didn't hear back. Two weeks, didn't hear back. Finally, they said they're looking at older actors for the part. And it was for... Um, Ted Danson, cheers. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's brutal. So I didn't get that, but I got Saturday Night Live, so I can't complain. Wow. I was in a in a car once with my first manager when I came to this town. We were driving around. It was my first time out with him. I'd come from Canada. I had this manager, and this was pre-cell phones. 
But he was one of these guys that had a phone in his car. Oh, Remember, nice. phone? Yeah. some cars used to be rigged they with phones. Up the big phone, and then they put the little headset on. So I'm, my first outing with this manager, I'm excited. I'm starry-eyed. Here I am in Hollywood. I'm driving around. He's like showing me around Hollywood. A phone call comes in. It's a, an executive from NBC. He puts goes, hang on, puts it on speakerphone. He goes, yeah, we're looking for a bright, uh, up-and-coming comedian. Uh, someone that nobody knows to be the lead in a sitcom, blah, 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 blah. Do you have anyone? And I was just sitting there going, say my name. And he goes, no, I don't have anyone. And I was just like, I was like, what the, I, I could, to this day, I can't figure it out. And I left the guy like two months later and he couldn't figure out why it was the most bizarre. You never told him. I never told him. I might've when, when we talked, I can't remember. Cause it was like right when I got here, but it's, that's the frustration of Hollywood. It's like nothing seems to make sense. And when you say it's a lot of luck, sometimes it is all just that weird. I thought you were going to say that you found out it was uh, something he prearranged with this guy. To show <laughs> that now he was important, maybe it you know? was. Maybe it was. But it actually was. I saw the show uh, come to fruition. It actually was on NBC. It was like a, about a guy. And remember, Alf was that alien. This yeah. one was about a guy who had a dragon. And I was like, but the fact that I was like right there, this was his chance to go, I'm your guy, kid. And he went completely the other way. And I was like so frustrated. Yeah. Um, When? Oh, did you? I'm just trying to uh, anticipate what you're going to say. When when you you wish upon a star star. makes (laughs) no difference who you are. Why aren't you married anymore? Well, <laughs> go. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Did I you did not go. like marriage? Uh, marriage just wasn't kind to me. It didn't work out. How long had you known this woman before? It you was super her? quick. It was yeah. super. Same like, day. Pretty much, almost. Vegas. No, it wasn't the same day, but it was. It was in the vast scheme of life, the the the, the tapestry that goes from beginning to end was really quick. And by the way, you know I never talk about my marriage. I didn't know that. Yeah, but the fact that you even got that out of me is fascinating to me. Was she an actress? I don't know what you're talking about. Your wife? Your ex? You you got that much out of me, and that's all you're going to get. Really? But you don't talk about it. The fact you got that. Why don't you talk about it? It's very painful. It's, it's hurtful? It's hurtful. Did she leave you? Uh, won't go there. She didn't go there. I won't. I won't. I won't develop. In, I won't delve into the details. I don't want the details. I want the broad brush strokes. <laughs> the so broad brush strokes that she. What time did she leave you? Details. What time of the day did she leave you? <laughs> so it's just too- she married. This is not about you, but did she remarry? <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> None of this is about you. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to understand women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did she leave you for another guy? That's why you're like a, a little. No, there's, there's no, the, the, the dead end sign just came up. Oh, I, it did. You can, you can prod yeah. and you can poke, but I can't give you any more info. It's just, so you saw it, the dead end sign with her. It's just too personal. Well, just tell me your wife's uh, ex-name. Carol Burnett. Is it Carol Burnett? Yeah. But not the Carol Burnett. The Carol it? Burnett. I never it should is? have married an older woman. What did yeah. she do when she pulled on her ear? Coke. Oh, it was Coke. Yeah, she did Coke with her ears. I'm so oh. glad we had this time together. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have you been in a relationship since your wife? That's not about your marriage. No. Uh, I went out with Charday, you know, the singer? Yeah. Um, coast to coast, L.A. to... Oh, yeah. And it, the, the real attraction was, I don't know if you've ever seen, she pulls her hair back. She has the biggest forehead I've ever seen. And what I used to love to do is come home after work 
And uh, you ever you ever do a, a tequila shot? Oh yeah. So I'd squeeze lime on her forehead and put salt and suck on her forehead while true? we watched football. So Is that Monday true? night football. That's true. That part's true. I went out with Enya for a while. No way. I have yeah. an Audi. Oh you know, yeah, you went out with your belly button. How long have you had the Audi? I love that car. Oh, they're great. I'd like to ram it into your sister's. Now Enya. Yeah. I barely know you. So, did Wait. you try counseling before you split up? You know, I did, but the kids, uh, the, the Boy Scouts didn't like my ghost stories. But what about your ex? When you were, you went to therapy, right? You want to try to save it? Well, I, I can't even go there. I oh, mean, not I, even for that? No, I mean, I can keep asking. He'll probably stumble on something I'll answer. <laughs> I really don't care about your ex-wife, and I know you I don't know, either. I so know, but I'd I'm love just trying to, to tell you about her. But it's, it's all about hitting the right question. Well, here's a question then for okay, you. Here we go. After she left, right, you were happy or sad? One can never be happy when something you pour so much hope into okay. comes to an end. I agree. I agree. So you, you, can be, you can be. You can be relieved that the part that wasn't working and causing you both pain has dissipated and slowly drifted away. But you, you can never be happy when you look in someone's eyes and say, I want to spend my life with you, and it doesn't end up that way. It's crushing. <laughs> and hilarious. That's true. Yeah. I, I, on that note, I will say that yeah. one of the big... Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big painful uh, feelings is yeah. when you're with somebody for, let's say, even a year. It's not just a year. You've lived your whole life with them because you're planning, you're anticipating the future, and you see yourselves in your 80s and you know all the things you're going to do. So you right. kind of live through that in your heart and in your mind. And then when all of a sudden the rug is pulled out from under you after a year, you go, what? what? And that's you why know. you don't marry a genie. Oh, was she a genie? Well, she, yeah, pulled the rug right out from under her. Huh. Was she in the bottle, or were, were, were you guys around the bottle? She was a drinker. Was she a drinker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad genie. Oh, Always into the bottle. Out. Yeah. She yeah. pulled the rug out. Well, I don't want to pry anymore. No, this is a great podcast. You, you were very provocative. Uh, I didn't. I came here not thinking you'd be able to get this stuff out of me. Was she a large woman? Well, I told you. Plus size? Ansel Adams did her headshots. But I, I know her head was big, but the rest of the body? Mm, yeah. I mean, she had a muffin top on her forehead. Wow, I love that. That's the best part yeah. of the muffin for me. Well, what's great is, you know, at night before we go to bed, I'd lift that Sharpay flap and look into her all-you-can-eat buffet eyes and lick the cinnamon off her oh, folds. That's the best. Yeah, that's it's the like best. sleeping with a, a Cinnabon franchise. When I worked on SNL for Weekend Update, I got Oh, you were on threat. SNL? <clears throat> Okay. I, not that one. Okay. It's a different one. Sunil. S, it's E-S-N-L. Oh, okay. S-N-L. Yeah. Um, I was doing Weekend Update, and I got a death threat from somebody. This oh, is before God. a computer, so it was a handwritten in an envelope. Oh, wow. The guy said, how you ever became so unfunny, I don't know, but I'm going to put a bullet in your big, fat Mick head. <sighs> so for the rest of the week, I'm so paranoid. I'm asking everybody, do you think I have a fat head? Do you think my head is fat? You do. It is. Turns out it was. Yeah, you have a huge and head. Do you, can you fit into those clothes that say one size fits all? Yeah. And how do you get that on all everybody, on all the people? 
Well, you just, you ever hear a mayonnaise? Yeah. Just line the inside and... Of everybody. You're in. Yeah. Um, as writers and as a former vegetarian... Oh, you're... I can't see you. Wait. Hold on. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I talk to you with my eye? I'd love to hear your eye talk. Hi. How are you? What? We could run a string from uh, those cans into another to your can. eye. Um, I want it because you're a writer and I'm a writer. We both have books. Do you have a cinnamon journal? I keep a cinnamon journal where I put down little thoughts, and I'd love to read you from my cinnamon I'd journal. Love to hear it. I mean, you're a. Why do you call it cinnamon? Well, look the at color. it, and yeah, another bound. Just and I, it's very, but this is kind of you know goes to your years as a vegetarian. And I, you know, you inspired me to write a little. Did you type it on there? Yeah, I type. I type in pencil. How do you, let me see it. Let me yeah. see the way you. Yeah, I type. I type in pencil. It's it's like an ancient calligraphic art form. I studied in Japan for four years to type in pencil. That's interesting. So you actually print it out and then paste it into that. Yeah, and I That's text smart. in diarrhea. Um, I hope you like this. I wrote this for you. I do like it. Well, you haven't heard it yet. No, I like the whole idea of it, though. From my cinnamon journal? Yeah. All right, this is because you were a vegetarian, Yeah. and I applaud that. And this is something I, I wrote. I thought you might like it. Parsnips and... Par love it. I love it already. Oh. Well, I love it. You could put it away. I loved it. Well, I'd like I you to take it all so you could take it with you. Okay. Maybe whisper it in your wife's ear when you're making love. Parsnips and parsley, green garnish fancy, Brussels sprout dancy, cauliflower romancy. I twirl in the cabbage like a coleslaw whore. I suck rotten lima beans through a school bus door. Hold me, sweet turnip, sniff my sideburns. Rub hazelnut oil on a puppy, skip to Meryl Streep's house and fart on her couch. Twinkle, twinkle, fun stuff. You wait. You tell me you wrote this. I can't believe that. Can I, can't. I finish, please? Oh, please. God, you're rude. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, fun stuff. Raspberry fudge. My legs have silver braces, but so does your sister's eyes. Okay, let me just take that in for yeah. Me. That's for me to you, guy. That's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, you're welcome, by did the way. Did you write those to your ex-wife and uh, like every night? or? Oh, did you want to talk about my oh, marriage and oh, stuff? Oh, I don't care if you want to do. Sure, I I'd mean, love to. I'm very sure. open about it. What do you got? She, Go. How many years were you married? Uh, holy counting the jail time? Yeah. Uh, 12? 12 years? Yeah. Kids? Uh, well, no kids. you said counting the jail time. So one outside of the clink and okay. uh, 11 in. Okay. What were you in the clink for? Or was she? She was in the clink. Yeah. She was in the clink. Yeah, she murdered our kids. Oh, you had kids? We had nine kids. Wow. Offed them all. In the, in, when I say offed them all, she sprayed them with off while they were sleeping. And uh, one day I said, oh, you're pests. And she took that pests off, deep woods off, right in their Literally. mouths. Wow. Poor little bastards. All wow. nine of them in one night. Shouldn't have put them in the tent. Did your wife speak English? Pardon me? 
Did your wife speak English? She did not. No, oh. she was Vietnamese. I see. Yeah, that was her name. What How year? did you know? <laughs> I see. What year was this? This uh, in the 60s? This was 2023 we're in? During the end of the war. Oh, I thought you meant what year was this that this podcast... No, no, I was asking how old your wife was. Well, I like older women. Let's just say, you know, one of the surprises, they said women can't have children over 85. And when she popped out those nine little runts, and, you know, we we were one of those progressive couples. We made placenta milkshakes. Oh, nice. Did you, did you eat the placenta when you had kids? We made uh, placenta jerky out of it. Oh, jerky, yeah. yeah. That's the best. We made hazelnut uh, jerky nut squares, too, for Christmas. One of, the, one of the kids was a Christmas baby. We also had umbilical uh, twisters. Oh, those are so fun. Oh, they were great. New Year's Eve. Oh. They were the best. The breast? The breast. You have kids? How many? Let's see. I have one. <laughs> one child. He's an only child. You looking Hopefully. to off them? Well, we already have. To be honest with you, I don't want to. Oh. Bring, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, much like your ex-wife, I want oh. to talk about it. All right. Well, this brings us to the last segment of the podcast, guy. Are you? You're fading. I can see. No, not at all. What? Not at all. Do you have narcolepsy? No. No. Wait, narcolepsy is people who make love to dead things, isn't it? Yeah. Then they fall asleep while they're doing that. This segment, my friend, and you're going to love this because you love footwear, words from a wooden shoe. What we do is you reach in there. This is an authentic Dutch clog. There's words in there. Don't look. Pull one out and see if there's a story from your life. Or something that happened that you can share with all our viewers, hundreds of thousands of viewers. What's your word, guy? My word is dreams. Oh, okay. Anything you I can mean, share with us? Be, um, sometimes I think dreams are another world that we live in. Okay. And, and this might be a more authentic dream that we're having right now or more vivid. Okay. But I think since we spend most of our, half of our lives uh, almost sleeping, Right? Yeah, isn't that weird? I only sleep like six hours a night, though. Koala boy. Yeah. Um, but I just love, I love dreaming. Sometimes I'll have a dream and I'll wake up and I want to get back into the dream again. I've had that. You have? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's very difficult, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah. Wait, <clears throat> you've been able to dream? Re-enter. Re-enter the dream? Re-enter the dream. But it's yeah. never the same. No, it's not. Different characters. Uh, it's sort of, you can sometimes re-enter the same realm, but then the people change or Yeah. Think. Now, let's talk about recurring dreams. Do you yeah. have any? I do have one. What is it? So, I've had this one for years, decades, where I dream that I can walk, and then it progressively, the strides get longer and longer, and I can fly. I have I have it every few months. Well, you know, it's interesting that what does you said it mean? Fly. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but because my recurring um, dream is I'm flying in an airplane, an airliner. Oh boy! We take off, and we're flying through city streets, and I'm worried that our wings are going to hit the buildings. Okay. And there's wires and everything, and we're flying, and that's just the way the guy does it. And then. He lands the same way. He goes through the buildings, and he lands on a road, like on a hill. So it goes down gradually. And there's cars and everything. I've had that a lot. Is that for real? Yeah, because I fly a lot. And it was probably on my mind. But that is real. 
Wow. I've had that dream several times. But mine's like constantly. And sometimes it's like I'll, fl- I'll jump up or fly really high, but I, I never know how to land. Or I never f- see myself landing. It's weird. When was the last time you had a wet dream? Uh, probably last night because I sleep in a water bed. Is that true? Yeah. And that makes you ejaculate? Oh, no. I just mean it's wet. Oh. I sleep. Is yeah. it wet if you're not touching it? Uh, the bed? The water. Well, it's... If gets, it's not wet. If you're, if, yeah. if you're... You can't get wet if you're not touching it. So it's... You're not wet. Okay. The water... Can the water be wet well, if you're not touching it? What do you it? mean a wet dream? Can you define that for me? Maybe I'm not following. Uh, ejaculation while you're sleeping? Uh... Without the help of anybody else except the person in your dream? Maybe when I was a kid. That's it? Yeah. What about oh, you, guy? I'm having one right now. Hmm. Uh, no, it's been a while for me. You seem no sad. Way. I am kind of sad. Have you thought about getting a dream catcher so you don't mess up the sheets? Have you ever, uh, when was the last time you went to a um, strip club? Oh, God. Can't even remember. Really? I don't like them. Do you know the last time I went, I was in Canada, actually, in Toronto. Oh, here I we was go. probably 26. Oh. And I was doing comedy. And all I remember is right in the front row by the table was Bill Hicks. And he was smoking a cigarette mm. and just drunk and just looking at the girls. Yeah. That was my last time. That's funny. He was looking at the girls and you were looking at him, a yeah. guy. What does that tell you? Maybe. A little hiccup in my life. Maybe you want guys? No, that's not it, but um, maybe I, I like to look at the woman from the side of my eye. Are you all right? You awake? Huh? Are you awake? Sorry. What? Oh I think we better end this. Let's end it up, man. Let's wrap it up. I mean, do you need some cinnamon fairy to, like, help you? Ooh. I like that. Um, Kev, what a treat having you here, buddy. You Are know, you a lot kidding? of people told me not to have you on the show, really? keep you away. And, and you, you know get... how much I like you, you and your stand up and your sense of humor and your. And likewise. Humor. Yeah. I think it's weird because today I found out I was you and I think you found out you're me. So even though that's a very non sequitur and it doesn't mean much to me, it means I still to me. like you as a person and I like how unique you are. And how ballsy you are, and how you're able to um, weather all the disappointment that you spread. Well, if you know what I'm saying. I don't, but I'm gonna. But it's a good. It's a compliment. It is. Yeah, it's a compliment. Finally, thank you. Anyway, I just wanted to say that, and that's the only reason I came here. It's just to tell you, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't have come all the way up here. I don't like you saying those words after talking about the wet dream stuff. You said I wouldn't have come up here. I came oh, you see, here. using the uh, the word resemblance there. Well, just it's just a little fresh. Yeah. Are you, do you want me to set an alarm or something? <laughs> You're really like it's like. No, I'm just relaxed. I, I mean, know, you make me feel so relaxed. I know, but I look at you and all I see is droopy dog. It's like hello, dear friend. Do you know that sometimes I'll close my eyes when my wife is talking to me? I've because heard. my eyes are tired, I want to close them. Yeah. And she hates that. She goes, can you please open your eyes when I'm talking to you? I said, oh, you know what, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. They're closed. Like a musician closes his eyes when he's trying to listen to yeah. a song. Really, I'm trying to listen really intently. 
to what you're saying. Would you please stop snoring? No, I'm not. I'm snoring because that's what musicians do. They snore. That can only go so far. And then she says, but do you have to do it while you're driving? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, can you plug the book? Plug your comedy dates, everything. This is called uh, I Exaggerate My Brushes with Fame. It's a book of caricatures, of celebrity characters that I've painted. And it's accompanied by little anecdotes of how I know these people. And and if I don't know them, like a Freddie Mercury, I'll just muse about me in my first concert. So it's called I Exaggerate My Brushes with Fame. It's available wherever fine books are sold. You can check out my tour dates by going to kevinnealand.com. And you have Insta, you have Twitter. I have all that stuff. KevinNealand.com. Instagram is Kevin underscore Nealon. TikTok. I even got TikTok. Oh, you are a partier, bro. I want TikTok. I meant my watch. (laughs) I call it a TikTok. Dude, I want to give one more endorsement because I'm an artist. I draw, I paint, and I'm telling you, man, I wasn't joking around, man. This, This is mad skills. Like, you really can do this it's it's well, beautiful i'm not even joking it's incredible get his book and they get it on amazon too yeah amazon check out the book great stories incredible artwork try to go to a little mom and pop uh bookstore yeah support the community i'm gonna leave this with you you are yeah for how long <clears throat> about a week and then i want you to bring it back to me okay and it better be red i'm gonna well, sign it for you what if i paint it blue it. that's fine okay but you said you wanted, it, right you wanted it red you're going to you have a sharpie. It? Do you have a sharpie? I, why don't you just make a circle? So, like a crop well, circle? I need something to make the circle out of. Well, we started with can. Why don't we? How many people do you think are listening to this right now that started at the beginning? I think my mom and dad. Mom, that's how Canadians say it, my mom. Well, I've tried to like, you know what I got to do? I got to hit the theme music. Then, oh, yeah, let's then, do that. Then we'll know it's over. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Nealon on the Harlot Highway podcast. Can you come back again tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. Oh, oh yeah. You got the Walmart sleeping <clears throat> yeah. bag. Yes, sir. Here he is. <clears throat> Thank you for being here, buddy. Thank you, Harlan. This God great. bless you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go. Where, um, no, get out. Where'd you get that music? It's over. Where'd you get that music? Go. Take the headphones off, please. These are mine. Go. I said it early in the show and he didn't get it. I said go and he missed the cue. Rana Glickman here. Brian Safi here. The co-hosts of Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. There's only two of us, but I get third billing. Our Fabulous Advice podcast comes out every Tuesday. We answer all kinds of pressing questions like... What do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you? Or when you get an Airbnb host who dies? We have... Fabulous guests like Conan O'Brien, Lamont Morris, Nick Kroll, Hannah Einbinder. Listen to Ask Rana on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.